So this week we're reading about the donations that God asks us to give for the Mishkan. And the Torah actually uses... Oh, you have that open to the page. Can I borrow that, Abramo? Can yeah. I borrow that? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. The Torah actually uses three expressions when it says to give a donation to the tabernacle. First it says, you should take for me a donation, a truma. Then it says, from every person who has a magnanimous heart, take my donation, my donation. We'll see how each word is very specific. Then it says, this is the donation that you should take from them, gold, silver, and copper. So there are three times, it mentions the word donation three times. First it says, take my donation, or take a donation for me. Then it says, take my donation. Then it says, this is the donation. So the Talmud explains that these three words are referring to three different kinds of donations. There's a donation which is for the sockets, the silver sockets in the tabernacle. There's the half coin donation, which is to purchase these sacrifices. And there is a donation of all the various things people had, gold, silver, copper, wood, now is to build the whole entire tabernacle. That's why it says three times the word truma. But there's a distinction in how the Torah mentions it. The Torah, in this Torah portion, where it talks about building the tabernacle, it only talks about the general donation, where everyone gave whatever they wanted to give. It only talks about the sockets in, in the Parashas Bekudeh, and it talks about the coin for the sacrifices in Parashas Kisisa. So it doesn't doesn't um, mention explicitly in this Torah portion the donation for the sacrifices. And the, the question is, first of all, the Rambam says, Maimonides says, that the purpose of a temple in the first place is in order to um, be able to offer sacrifices to Hashem. That's the whole point of, of a tabernacle. If that's the whole point of a tabernacle, that's the whole point of, of the holy place that God has to build, so why wouldn't the discussion about donations for the tabernacle include donations for the sacrifices? And especially the sockets. The sockets are the foundation of the tabernacle. So how come it doesn't discuss over here the donations for the sockets, the silver sockets that held up the tabernacle? Seemingly, thank you very much, seemingly that would be um, very relevant to discussion about the donations for the tabernacle. Why does it omit here the other two and only hints to them? Another question, another thing we see over here is, when it talks about the donation for um, um, the... Uh, one more time, one more time, let me say that again, thank you. When it talks about the donation for the sockets, it says, take for me a donation. When it, 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 has, a, it has a word specially for Hashem. Li, that word refers to Hashem. When it, has, when it talks about the donation for the... Um, um, for the sacrifices, it says, take my donation. And it also alludes to Hashem, but it's in, not in a separate word. And when it talks about the donations for the tabernacle at large, and anything else, it just says, the donation doesn't mention, um, doesn't mention um, me, doesn't mention God. So we need to understand why does it say my donation, a donation for me, and it has two words, a word specially for God, Lee. And then it just mentions donation without the word God. Why, why did we find this distinction between these three kinds of donations? Another interesting thing is, the Talmud says that the words gold, silver, and copper refer to the three exiles. 
Gold refers to the Babylonian exile, silver refers to the Median exile, copper refers to the Greek exile, and the, the uh, animal hides, the ram hide, the red uh, uh, hides of, um, of the... Takash. Um, Takash wasn't red, but yeah, the Eris Elm Adam, that refers to the uh, present Edomite exile. So the question is like this. Thank you so much. The question is, we're talking about building the tabernacle. Building a home for Hashem. It's the opposite of the exile. Exile is about the tabernacle, the temple being destroyed, and we're out of Jerusalem and don't have a place to bring sacrifices to Hashem. And yet, the, um, although this is talking about the tabernacle and, and what's given for the tabernacle, yet what does it say? It says all about the exiles. Exile and the, and the, and the, and the Mbesa Migdash are opposites. How come there's an illusion here for all the exiles when it's it's talking about the temple. So to understand all this, we have to um, look at the Rabbeinu Bachaye. Rabbeinu Bachaye says that the building of the Beis Hamikdash, the building of the temple, the building of the tabernacle, is equal to the creation of the world. And just like the world stands on three pillars, Torah, prayer, and kindness, so too does the tabernacle stand on three pillars. And it's not just the tabernacle, but every person there. There, there's a, every person's a small world. Your life is built and is based on, it's supported by, and the kind of life you live has to do with the three pillars. So in the temple, as soon as God says, "Make me a tabernacle, make me a holy place," what's the next thing? Next thing God says, God says, "Make the ark." What's the ark? The ark is what housed the tablets. And the Torah commands right away to put in the Sefer Torah there as well, the Sefer Torah. In the Holy of Holies, there was the Ark that housed the tablets and housed the, the, uh, the Torah. So that's the pillar of Torah. You find in the tabernacle the pillar of Torah. Then what is a ta- temple about? It's about bringing sacrifices. And today, until Mashiach comes, we have our prayers in the place of sacrifices. What are sacrifices about? Sacrifices are about offering fat and blood to Hashem, offering the fat and blood of the various um, sacrifices to Hashem which the, the parallel for this in our lives is giving to Hashem our thoughts, our feelings our devoting ourselves to Hashem, the word karban means closeness giving to Hashem all of our innermost thoughts and feelings giving, giving, giving our, our uh, coming closer to Hashem, it's not about um, God's words it's about us coming close to Hashem that's the second pillar the world stands on. Then the Torah commands us to build a table. The table was where the showbread was. The showbread is not just a bread that was offered to God, but the table and the showbread was the, was the gate through which God sends sustenance to the world. Just like our prayers all ascend through the Holy of Holies in Jerusalem, even today, all that we face towards east because our prayers ascend in the Jerusalem, from Jerusalem, from the Holy of Holies. So there, that's the gate to heaven. So to the gate for Parnassah, the gate for our livelihood, goes through the table and the bread on the table. So that represents also the kindness that we must do. God asks us to be kind, and our kindness mirrors his kindness, whatever, as he is merciful and he is kind, we must be kind and merciful. So just like there is a, the, the, these, uh, this pillar of kindness in the temple, so too we have this pillar of kindness in our lives. So if Torah, 
prayer and kindness all in the temple. And uh, corresponding to these um, uh, three pillars that the, the temple had, Torah talks about three kinds of gifts that were given to the temple. The first gift that's given to the temple is the gift for the sockets. The Torah is the basis for everything. We don't know how to pray, we don't know how to do kindness, we don't know how to do anything. That's the Torah. The word Torah means instruction. So the Torah is the foundation of creation. So that just like, just like the sockets were the, the foundation for the tabernacle, so too they represent, they're emblematic of the Torah, which is a basis for everything. So what does the Torah say about the donation for the sockets, the donation for the... Um, um, the donation for the Chaim um, Chaim Marcus is wondering if we should ask that Chavrusa to go to the other side of the base medish, right? That's what you're thinking. I'm all sorry. If I should ask the Chavrusa to go on that side because it's disturbing you. Oh, I, I was just absorbed in the ecstasy of the Torah learning. Okay, cool. There was nothing else except for him. I apologize. <laughs> I, 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 I don't I'm projecting my all thoughts. Is, all is one. I'm projecting my thoughts on you. Okay. I, I can ask them. No, no. I lost the mask now. So, the, um, the foundation of the tabernacle, the silver sockets, they are, they are parallel to the Torah, which is the basis for everything. What is the Torah? The Torah is called God's ecstasy. The Eitz is called God's delight. It's called God's will and wisdom. It's, it's, it's got, it, it is, is existed 2,000 years, the Talmud says, before the world existed. It's above the world. It's one with Him. It's, a, it's something that is um, all about Him not about us. It's Him. And that's why when the Torah talks about it, the Torah says the word lead. There's a word there for God because it's something that's totally godly. The, um, the donation for the um, sacrifices, the sacrifices correspond to our prayers. They're about us ascending to come close to Hashem. And they... Therefore, the word the Torah uses to hint to the sacrifices is my donation. Why the word my donation? Because on the one hand, when you pray, you, the, the, the Zohar says prayer is like a ladder. Top of the ladder is in heaven. You ascend and you become godly. You become holy. You are not, um, you're not, you're not just absorbing something that God's giving you. You are becoming one with Him. When you study Torah, although Torah is so godly and so holy, but you're not, you're not so godly and so holy. You might not have not, it could be in the language of the Talmud, a donkey carrying books. There are lots of books, lots of information, lots of words of Torah, but it doesn't do with you. Your prayer is what changes you and, assimil- and makes you connected to God. You serve God with your heart. And just like the physical sacrifices, they were elevated and they reached, the Zohar says, the secret of the Yenzov. They were physically elevated. So that's how the Torah describes the donation for the half shekel, uh, which was given for the sacrifices, as... Um, my donation, something which makes you one with me. It's about us, about us coming one with me. One with Hashem. Regarding the Torah, the Torah says, take, take it for me. I'm giving this to you. In other words, you can't create Torah. You, could, okay, you can create your own insights in God's Torah, but Torah ultimately is something that's godly. Therefore, Hashem says, take it, I'm giving it to you. It's not something you have by your own. 
And, and that's why the Torah also says this word li. And the word li, the word me, and the word take are two different words. How you connect the Torah, there's a, there's a virtue and a deficiency in that, in that sentence. On the one hand, the Torah is emphasizing that it's something that I'm giving you. And it's godly. It's mine. It's me. Wow. Amazing. On the other hand, you and me are not the same. Hashem and the Torah are one. But the person who is connecting with Torah, he is not one with Torah. However, the donation of the sacrifices hinted to by the word my donation also has a virtue and has a deficiency. On the one hand, it's talking about the union of the Jew with Hashem. How the Jew opens up his heart and he says in Hayom Yom, like a child to a father, he talks to Hashem and he connects and, he, and he's involved and he's excited and it, it, he feels differently. There's, there, there's a whole change in, in his own atmosphere, the whole climate in his brain when he prays. It's something amazing. That's what happens when you pray. So on the one hand, you are becoming one with God, therefore it's called my donation. On the other hand, there's no separate word for God because we're not talking about God the way God is. We're talking about you connecting to Hashem. We're not talking about the essence of God. We're talking about your bonding with God. So if when it talks about Torah, what does the Torah say? It says... It says, take, take the donation for me. There's a separate word for me and a separate word about what you're doing, you're taking. However, when it talks about prayer, it says my donation. So it's talking about you bonding with God on your level. So, um, and, and the Torah though explicitly in this Torah portion doesn't talk about any other donation except for the donations that were given to the general Tabernacle, not the sockets, not the sacrifices, and it doesn't say about that donation either. Doesn't say my donation. Doesn't say a donation for me. Doesn't mention God at all in the third donation. It just says, take a donation. Well, yes, so sir. What is the pasuk? It's right in the beginning of the Torah portion. Beautiful, right there. Yeah, second verse. Um, it says first it says take my donation. My donation refers to Torah. Uh, or donation for me refers to Torah. And then it says. And, and, and for every single Jew who has magnanimous heart, take, my, take the true Masi, my donation, our first prayer. Then it says, this is the donation that they should give, silver, gold, and copper. And this third donation doesn't mention at all God. doesn't mention that it's for God, that it's God's donation. Why? Because the third donation is talking about the third area of serving Hashem, which is kindness. But by extension, the Talmud says, that just like the American custom is that they refer to all mitzvahs as, when an American says the word mitzvah, he's referring to charity, so to the Gemara Yerushalmi, when he talks about the word mitzvah, talks, it, 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 it's referring to um, kindness. So conversely, kindness also refers to all mitzvahs. Unlike in Torah, and unlike in prayer, where it's about, it's about you, you're hearing God's words, you're saying God's words, God is talking to you. When you're learning Torah, you're talking to God, when you're praying, you're elevating yourself. That's all about you and you're bonding with Hashem. However, when we do mitzvahs, what's a mitzvah about? A mitzvah is about your impact in the physical world, but you're elevating the world. And it's not that you're elevating the world and making the world um, go away from where it was before and entering another arena, another realm. Rather, the way the world is, you're bringing godliness into the world. When you um, bring a sacrifice, let's say, there's a, there's a process. What's the first step in bringing a sacrifice? You go to the backyard and you say, Elsie is being donated to the tabernacle. Your, your be best friend, uh, since she came, and to provide your family with uh, milk and cheese, 
is now being donated to the tabernacle. So Elsie is no longer Elsie. Elsie is now uh, a, 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 a holy cow. Oops. <laughs> Not, that's the expression. That wasn't, that wasn't where I went meant to be going. Whatever, that happened. Then you have to take Elsie and you bring, the sac- you bring it to the temple and it's, sacrificed, you, it's slaughtered and it's offered in a very specific way. Elsie is now changed. Elsie is not Elsie anymore. The word holy, what does holy mean? It means separate. It's now not like all the other cows. It's now a, a holy cow. It's different. Unlike when you do a, another mitzvah, you take a, a, a coin, you give it to charity, you're taking the coin the way the coin is, a, a regular coin, and you're making that coin an object of a mitzvah. You're not changing it. You're, not, you're, not, you're, you're taking it as a physical object. You're not consecrating it first. You're taking it and making it, doing a mitzvah with it. So unlike prayer and Torah, where it's about you receiving from Hashem, you becoming one with Hashem, the third kind of Jewish experience, the third pillar that the world stands on and our lives stand on, and the main pillar, actually, is the pillar of mitzvahs. I say it's the main pillar because it says in the Talmud, why did God create the world? Because He wanted a home in the lowest realm. He wants a home in a place where He's not seen. Taking an animal, making it holy, and bringing it to the temple, and offering it, and sacrificing it, and a fire coming down from heaven is very uh, magical and dramatic, but it's not the goal of creation. The goal of creation is to go into a realm where things aren't so holy, and, things, and, and that's what the Torah emphasizes. This is the donation. It doesn't say it's a nation for God, it doesn't say that it's godly, it doesn't mention God's name at all, because you don't see the impact, you don't see its connection to Hashem in its being offered to Hashem. It's, 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 it is connecting to Hashem, it is an object of a mitzvah. But unlike in Torah where you're saying God's words, unlike in prayer where you're talking to God and being elevated and becoming, and, you, and you're feeling and connecting to God, when you're doing a mitzvah, you don't see the divine flow that's happening in the world. You don't see how your hand and the coin that you're giving are suddenly enveloped with a godly light. You don't see it. So that's why it doesn't say my donation because it's something where you don't see any impact. On the other hand, that's the whole purpose of creation. God wants a home in the lowest realm. He doesn't want a realm in just where things are obviously holy in the prayer and the Torah model. Rather, the whole point of creation is a home in the lowest realm. And that's why when it specifically talks about the um, donations for the tabernacle, it doesn't talk in this Torah portion about the silver sockets, the basis of everything the Torah. It doesn't talk about the sacrifices which correspond to prayer, the elevation of our personal elevation from close to God. Rather, it talks about the silver and the gold and the copper. It talks about the impact in the world. And that's why the Talmud says that the exiles are hinted to here. What, is, what are the Babylonians and the Medians and the Greeks and the Edomites, what do they have to do with, with our building the tabernacle? Very much. They have a lot to do with it. Because what is the coming of Mashiach about? What's the eternal third temple about? It's about the elevation of all of creation to the true and complete Ka'ulam. Mashiach's coming is called the true and complete redemption. Those words are very significant. True, complete, and redemption. Mashiach's coming means that Hashem's truth is revealed. Not just Hashem's truth is revealed, the truth of this cup, and the truth of this table, and the truth of every one of us will be revealed. Mm-hmm. And it's complete. There won't be anything in creation that's left alone, that's not affected. The truth of everything will be revealed. And that's why it's called a redemption. The inner vitality of everything will be revealed. We'll see the truth of every rock, of every tree, of every bookcase, of every everything, the true complete redemption. How is that accomplished? It's accomplished especially by the third kind of um, donation, 
by the by the mitzvahs that we do, which impact and elevate the physical world. And that's why mitzvahs are very measured and limited. Mitzvahs have a lot of rules. Why have so many rules? Because the mitzvahs are about elevating the physical world. They're not a Torah study doesn't have rules. When you study Torah in one place in one time, uh, you're studying about the sacrifices, the Talmud says you're studying about sacrifices as if you brought the sacrifices. Prayer is about you becoming in, enveloped and devoted to Hashem without limitation. But mitzvahs, there's rules. Do it like this, don't do it like that. Torah is one with Hashem. Prayer is about you becoming elevated and becoming one with Hashem. But mitzvahs are about the impact in the physical world and especially impacting the world as it, in the time of the exile. As it says in Tanya, what's the coming of Mashiach? And the resurrection of the dead is a time when there will be a revelation of Hashem in this physical world. And how is that achieved? By a Jew doing a mitzvah. A mitzvah as a revelation of godliness in this physical world. Yes, sir? Is there any weighting the difference from a, a, a positive one to a lot, I say, for example, like saying, all right, today I'm not, you know, I'm not killing anyone, I'm not committing adultery, I'm not wearing shutters. Like, it looks a bit pretty lazy. And like, it's, not, it's easy not to eat shellfish. If it's an irrelevant question, it, feel free it, to it, it. it is relevant because um, it takes the, no work. So, so in Kabbalah, it says like this: on the one hand, a, mitz, a positive mitzvah it's about means a positive impact in the world. It means taking something and bringing a godly light to that thing. On the other hand, when you there are some revelations of godliness that you cannot harness through a limited physical act, and you can only connect to them by not doing and therefore it says a low sase when, when Hashem tells us not to do something and not but when you actually have a desire to do it and you abstain you are connecting to something transcendent and that's why it's not it's not by you doing something it's by you not doing something but can you not do it with Kavana you're like cool I'm not doing this <laughs> I, 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 I would I um, really waiting, I'm like I'm not doing this <laughs> let's it's say like this Marcus Marcus, uh, uh, no, you haven't had any mashki yet, but let's, let's ring about this for a second. It says in the uh, Gemara, a person should say, I would like to eat uh, white meat, but what can I do? My Father in Heaven decreed upon me not to eat the white meat. That's what it says in the Talmud. You should say, I like to eat it, and I can't. But you shouldn't say that, that this meat is terrible. You should say, I like to, I can't. That's what it says in the Talmud. However, Zitcha Magid said that that only applies to someone who has, who has never done a sin. Never done a sin before. So then, yes, talk about your devotion to Hashem when it comes to uh, non-kosher things. However, if a person's already tasted something, something non-kosher, and he's attracted to something non-kosher, then by all means, find all the problems that exist. Talk to Dr. Reston about how white meat is terrible for you. Use any means you can to just distance yourself from the white meat. <laughs> okay. That's why I want to wrap things up. So we explained the three kinds of words the Torah uses to, to explain the three kinds of donations. We, the, the word my don, the donation for me, for the Torah, where there is a distinction between Hashem and the donation between the Torah and the person. We talk, spoke about the word my donation, which corresponds to prayer, which is about a Jew becoming one with Hashem. That's why it's in one word. Unlike the Torah, where there's two words, because there's, there's a distinction, the separation between the person and Hashem, because he's not becoming one of the Torah he's studying. And then there's the third kind of donation, which corresponds to mitzvahs, where it doesn't mention God at all, because that's about making an impact in the physical world, where you don't see, until Mashiach comes, the impact of what you're doing. And that's why the Torah highlights the, the three exiles here, because it's specifically by doing mitzvahs in exile that bring about the coming of Mashiach and the resurrection of the dead forever. And one, one last point. 
Rebbe said in, uh, very emphatically and repeat this many times that everyone has to make their home to be a place for these three pillars as well. Not just the, every Jewish home, people study Torah in every Jewish home, people pray in every Jewish home, people give acts of kindness every Jewish home. That's not what the Rebbe is referring to. The Rebbe is referring to a specific effort to make the home a place of Torah, a place of prayer, a place of kindness. Like Marcus, um, in one of your um, journeys in the, uh, in the world, you had a place, you had a prayer section of your, of your house, right? Uh, your meditation, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, that's, that, 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 that's making your home a place of prayer. Having a charity box attached to the wall is making your home a place of kindness. It's part of the, part, it's part of the structure. And the Rebbe said also that every child should have a chumash in their room, a chumash, their own chumash, place of Torah, their own siddur, their own prayer book, and their own lahavda, their own charity box. Making their room itself a place of Torah, prayer, and kindness. And uh, that's how we make it happen. L'chaim, l'chaim, l'chaim. Thank you.